This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, um, yeah, welcome to another episode. It's um, it's good to be here. I've, I've had kind of an interesting week, and I'll talk about that uh, a little bit uh, tonight. Uh, the theme of the show, the topic is what I learned on my summer vacation by us, meaning you and me. So I'm going to tell you a little about what's been going down uh, for me during the summer and talk about the transits and progressions in play. And then I want you to call in starting after the first break, about 20 after the hour. And I'll give you the number several times, but I want you to call in and tell me what's been going on for you this summer and let me tie it together with transits and progressions and give you some uh, tips and tricks and suggestions for consciously and intentionally moving through the experience. Because when we talk about transits, we talk about planets touching elements in our natal chart, planets, points, and angles, and asking us to do something, sometimes challenging us, sometimes encouraging us, but asking us to do something. And we talk about progressions, they're markers of internal development, and I, I need to do this thing, and this thing is brewing in me, and it, and it needs to find outward expression. So these two different ways of... Uh, I guess you could say telling the time of our lives. And so I want to uh, give you some updates on your own current events, uh, current events during the summer. First, some uh, announcements. Uh, I, part of the reason I had an interesting week is that I did a, a big channeling event on Saturday the 31st called the Energy and Emotion Clearing Event. And uh, when I scheduled it three or four weeks ago, I didn't anticipate – um, getting a bunch of tune-ups of my own so that I could facilitate, uh, you know, beings I'm channeling to give everybody else updates. But I, I kind of went through my own healing process for maybe seven or eight days before the event, a uh, little, little intensely. It's all, it's all for the better. Uh, you may even find a little different energy coming through me now, and it's, it's uh, as a result of these, of these tune-ups. But anyway, the event happened. 90 minutes of channeling Ascended Master Jehudi, who, whom I've been channeling uh, for years, and then uh, also uh, coming through some of that time but doing energy work on everybody who hears uh, the recording at this point, because now the recording's available, of Arch- Archangel Serial, who is Metatron, who's pretty familiar. Serial, he's, he's not that familiar, but that's how he's come through as my guide uh, for the last nine years or so. So I did this event, and it was... Um, for me, the, the previous week was extremely intense and, and kind of um, just all over the place and lots of behavioral changes and changes in diet, changes in exercise and sleep and sleep patterns in order to be able to do this. And, and I should have known better because whenever I announce a big channeling event, uh, I get work done on me to be able to do that. And so that's, uh, that's the same as the Consciousness Upgrade Clinic from September 
of last year uh, that was uh, for the Aries full moon of uh, 2012. And so um, a special deal I'm going to give you uh, for the next few weeks, uh, and you can get this through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul, and it's to get those two recordings together uh, a bundle of those two uh, at, at a discount. Together, normally they'd be seventy-four bucks. It's almost four hours of uh, ch- channeled work for you to to clear up your space and and uh, and get get present so you can do what you came here to do. Uh, and it's going to be uh, fifty-six for the next few weeks. And so you can you can find that PayPal link on tdjacobs.com forward slash soul. So these these channeling events are are an important part of what I do because you know as we talk astrology. Astrology is a map of, of one's life, and the framework through which you view life is everything. So if you think life is about relationships or money or status or career or business or about um, you know a- any particular thing, then that's how you will interpret astrology. For me, with a 12th house Neptunian bias, I see, I see life as a spiritual journey, even when we don't use that word. Everyone's on a, a path of some kind. And so for me, you know, constantly upgrading consciousness or periodically and constantly fine-tuning my awareness of why things happen and getting a 12th house perspective, you know, bird's eye view introduced so that I can understand more about what soul is up to. So, you know, that actually uh, inspires me to struggle less against the events of my life. And so that's, you know, obviously I've made that uh, my job to help you do that too. So these channeling events are um, are integral to how I do astrology because every time I talk about astrology and every time I speak that language uh, at you or in your direction or with you in a client call or a coaching session, uh, I am attempting to help you raise your consciousness and inspire you to see things from a bird's eye view. Everyone's got a 12th house. Everyone's got Neptune and Pisces in the chart. And this has been misunderstood, I think, in many ways, how to live this energy in a conscious way. So we look at, oh, these things we can't control, these things that are out of our hands and the things that slip through our fingers and all these kinds of things. But there is a way to work with it consciously, but we have to adapt our human level of awareness to that. So the the channeling thing is really important is kind of the summation here, this (laughs) roundabout way of saying this. and uh, so I'm offering the, these two uh, recordings, almost four hours of material to um, to help you uh, catch up uh, and, and make changes in your life for the better. These are these are powerful events. You can read testimonials about each event on my on on the website. Okay, so that that announcement's out of the way. Uh, the next one is the Family Sessions course, an astrology course to teach you about soul contracts and family, uh, is starting this Sunday, September eighth. And then the Intuitive Skills Development course uh, begins September 29th for nine Sundays. So you want to learn how to trust your intuition, learn how to you know tap into your own guidance within, as well as the spirit guides that are always following you around. That's a great way to do it. It's a self-healing course, uh, empowering self-healing course. If you like this podcast, rate it in iTunes. That would help me out. And also book reviews. Uh, I don't know if uh, – I don't mention it every week, but I've published over a dozen books uh, through Kindle and Amazon. They're available through those two places as well as tdjacobs.com. And if you're a bookstore, you can get a couple of them through uh, New Leaf Distribution Service. Um, but if you find the books on, on Amazon and Kindle and you've read them, uh, put a review up there. It really helps. It really helps me sell the books and spread the word. Um, on those over a dozen books. Okay, great. So 
I'm going to give you the number, uh, but uh, we'll take calls starting in about 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, the number is 877-230-3062. And between now and the first break, I'll, I'll kind of warm us up and break the ice about my summer. I have had a uh, transiting Uranus uh, in Aries on my descendant uh, and touching Chiron and Eris. And uh, Chiron and Eris are, and my descendant are wrapped up in my nodal story. So they're wrapped up in my multi-life journey of, of trying to figure out, uh, you know, what the expletive to do and, and how the expletive to be and what I'm supposed to, be, you know, <laughs> how to live as a person. So they're, they're integral to that. They're, they're square of the nodes. And, and um, so, so Uranus has been asking me to work on boundaries to work on seventh house issues, uh, to work on Chiron Eris in the seventh, Chiron being a marker of wounding and healing, but really about energetic sensitivity and states of wounding and choices to heal are actually responses to our energetic sensitivity. So if Mercury is the perception function within you, you know, if uh, Venus is the relating function, then Chiron is the energy antenna within you. And so uh, we all have the ability to go from, you know, a default state of woundedness, which tends to get uh, imprinted on us when we're infants, uh, and then transform that into aware of energy, conscious of ourselves, compassionate, but with good boundaries about saying yes and no. So Eris is about stirring things up. Eris is about pushing people's buttons or, and that would be a negative uh, or kind of a not, not intentional way of, of doing Eris. And then, uh, or lighting fires under somebody, which is an intentional thing, but each is a, is a catalyst experience that can drive. So for me, when I initiate relationship, when I reach out to people, you know, Aries on the, on the descendant, Aries on the seventh house cusp, uh, there is this, uh, setup for, you know, Chiron Eris, like, you know, all the ways that I'm sensitive to energy, the things I might pick up under the surface from a person, the subtext in a dynamic, how I might be aware of somebody else's pain or or soft spots, vulnerabilities, uh, things can get fired up and triggered uh, in that. And what I learned this summer about that is that um, I don't say no enough to people. That's really what I've learned. Um, so Uranus at the at the same time is opposing my Venus, which is natally you know near my ascendant and so opposite the the the, the Chiron and Eris, uh, Venus and Libra. And so what I've learned is that I will sometimes default to giving someone so much benefit of the doubt that I don't say things that I know will stir things up. And what I learned this summer through a particular dynamic in my life was that I had to just say no, uh, like the old slogan says about substances. I just had to say no and just stop uh, because there was an, a kind of a conflict brewing that I could see between the lines, I could read between the lines, and I saw that I wasn't going to get anywhere by being, by trying to be generous in the dynamic or by giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Uh, it wasn't going to get anywhere, so I just had to stop uh, the madness. And that was um, – I don't think I've ever done that before, uh, just you know, cut off the stream of communication because uh, I want – like I said, I want to be generous. I want to, to, to see where someone's coming from. This is a whole you know, Venus and Libra and the um, – and the and the the seventh house thing, I understand people have vulnerabilities. You know, I'm trying to work with trying to work with that, and I just was in a dynamic uh, in which it was just, you know, just kind of a, an endlessly brewing conflict, and I was just like, 
yeah, no. And I had to stop it. So that was a huge part of my summer, Uranus on the Descendant. And that's something, the reason I'm mentioning it is to put your attention on the fact that, you know, Venus transits Libra stuff and the seventh house. In fact, this has come to my attention this summer. While I knew it as an idea, I'm now understanding saying no in the seventh house as a remedy for a lot of the silly things that we get ourselves into. Because we want to be generous. We want to be kind. We want um, sometimes to defer to other people. We want other people to be happy. So we might avoid you know, uh, taking care of ourselves in the way of saying no to what doesn't work for us. So uh, you know, as I was learning that, of course, I was drawing a, a bunch of clients and students to me who um, needed to hear that as well because that's very common uh, in my practice to, to draw people – who are experiencing something similar in order to stir me to uh, articulate this for them, and then I in turn hear it. Now, that's very common. That's how I learn about a lot of archetypes as I go in this in this work. So that's the Uranus transit. You know, probably once in a lot. It's a once in a lifetime thing. You know, to the descendant. Um, the other thing that's been really big for me is the the Neptune square, which is Neptune square Neptune, and I talked about it a little. I think a couple of weeks ago on the midlife transits uh, hour, <laughs> and uh, that's been really interesting. And and what I experienced this last week was the um, well weeks ago when I when I scheduled this this channeling event, the energy and emotion clearing event, um, I knew I could do it, but I had a kind of vision of the parameters and I, and I could see how it would happen with, you know, me channeling Jehudi and the two of us doing energy work on the people experiencing uh, the call. And then, and then later the MP3, I could see how that worked because we've done that before. Um, and then, you know, a few days before, a week before, uh, I started to realize that this other guide of mine, Serial slash Metatron, was going to be participating. Um, and I was surprised. And I realized uh, this Neptune square idea. The this Neptune square Neptune is that you have to recover something essential. I'm almost quoting Stephen Forrest, my teacher. But you have to recover something essential about Neptune. So however you do Neptune, whatever you're doing, it might uh, you might have gotten away from it. You might have covered it over with fog or noise, or you might have introduced some avoidance or escapist behaviors that, that have kind of changed things. And during the Neptune square, you are pressured, which is a square keyword, <laughs> to release something, which is a Neptune idea, to surrender to what is true, not what you'd like to be true. And so for me in this case, uh, I think I would have liked to, to channel Jehudi for this call, or, you know, this event. Um, and I ended up getting this kind of a curveball of Serial slash Metatron coming in. And uh, so my natal Neptune in the second house, it, it has a lot to do with skills. So my Scorpio sun is there. So part of me wants to you know, be active and sometimes controlling about my skill set and, you know, kind of gathering new skills. But n since Neptune's there, I also have to surrender to the idea that, you know, things come to me, things develop. And sometimes regarding Neptune, somebody knocks on the door and says, hey, I I'm here to help you do something Neptunian. 
whether that's a person or a being, like in this case, a, a disembodied being. And uh, I'm going to help you do that, but you have to surrender something. You have to give up something. And actually, this ties together what I was talking about with that uh, Uranus to the descendant and Aries and saying no. This person I was having this ongoing argument with was still in my head, and it was stressing me out and distracting me. And, and Metatron said, focus. Focus on the positive. Say no thank you to all the rest. And, uh, and he was um, uh, kind of showing up and showing me the image of his face, which is um, so, not something to be trifled with. His face is, is, is made of flames. He's, uh, when he comes through in a certain way, he's, uh, he's made of flames. And this is part of the story of how uh, be, being a human, and this is, this is the, the ancient myth, uh, Enoch becomes the archangel, and he is, is transformed into flames. And so he's, his face, made of flames, shows up. It's always very kind of dramatic. <laughs> and, um, and so he um, you know, was showing me this and saying, you lose focus, there you lose energy, and you, you actually can um, lose your ability to channel me and hold space for this if you allow yourself to be distracted by this pettiness, by this argument. You're leaking energy. And so he was with me all week to help me to help me really come out of that. So uh, now it is time for my first break. Uh, stay with me. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey from tdjacobs.com. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And tonight, uh, what I did, uh, what I learned uh, during my summer vacation by us, you and me, I just uh, spent a lot of time, uh, uh, like three, three and a half eternities, talking about what happened to me this summer and, and in terms of the transits. The, uh, let me give you the number one more time. 
the number is 877-230-3062. And I want to do, do some readings for you and put your summer in context, given your transits and progressions and the kind of questions you're being asked by life and the uh, inner impulses that may be, uh, may be brewing within you. And uh, the last uh, transit I'll mention is um, I have Jupiter transiting my midheaven right now. And uh, so for me to expand through my work, is is you know something that is that is being asked of me. So this this whole thing with um, serial Metatron uh, to channel a, a new being or you know to hold space for two beings during one event, totally a Jupiter on the midheaven event, and that's that's the um, that's the last thing the thing I'll mention there. And uh, and so call in, get your birth data, uh, get your question ready, and uh, and ask me ask me some questions. Um, you can ask me about anything, but I'll probably. Uh, frame it in terms of what's been going down this summer because, you know, because of the theme of the show. Yeah, so it's, um, it, it's, it's, you know, I've been doing this astrology work for, for a number of years now, and, and as I watched my, my, I guess my, my framework for who I am and what life is about, as I watched that framework change, uh, my approach to transits and progressions has, has altered uh, radically. And um, I remember uh, when I was getting immersed into astrology, I had transiting Neptune square my sun while transiting Uranus with square my moon. And it was a lot of pulling me out of comfort zones and throwing me Uranian and Neptunian curveballs that I really had no idea what to do with. And, and if you've read Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, uh, the, the memoir of the first seven years of this uh, trip that, that I've been, uh, this journey I've been uh, uh, caroming down, or I don't know what the word is, uh, kind of uh, slaloming down here, um, then you kind of have some of those stories, you know, uh, stories of being asked to work with spirit guides and being told that the only way forward was to let go of certain elements of identity and, and kind of expand in Uranian and Neptunian ways. And, um, and so, you know, I dreaded that. And I, I remember I looked up how long those transits were going to last. And I remember the feeling of, I don't know if I can handle, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can stand this for another year and a half because it was so awful. And so now, you know, the way that I do astrology now, um, the way that I teach it to others has really opened things up so that I can understand more what a transit is asking me and what a progression indicates uh, that I, I need to do. The number again to call in with your own questions is 877 230 3062 and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing about your summer and what's going on with you and um, yeah so there's this um, uh, particular kind of grounded approach to all these things that um, that is necessary if you want to stay sane the first thing is to know that all these things are temporary and even the, in the middle of you know, a, a Neptunian transit in which you you might feel life is uh, slipping through your fingers, or a Plutonian transit where you are, um, you know, challenged to bulldoze or something in your life, or or allow something to be bulldozed, you know, to be destroyed. Uh, the the main thing to remember is that it is all temporary. And to work through questions that you're being asked consciously is the very best uh, advice I can give anybody. It's and uh, understanding the um, understanding what's happening can give you, 
you know, ammunition for consciously navigating through something. Uh, I was talking to one client earlier today who um, who works in an office and, and said to me during her coaching session, um, uh, I'm really wondering what the energetic uh, thing, uh, you know, behind the curtain is that, that um, you know, my computer at work doesn't stopped working. So I had to move to a different space for the week. And it means I have to walk back and forth an absurd number of times, I'm paraphrasing her, uh, in order to, you know, get something out of my locked cabinet, something, you know, that needs to be locked up. And, you know, all this back and forth. And I'm thinking, this is just way too much. It's absurd. I look at it, transiting Jupiter is on her first house, Mars and Cancer. So Jupiter is trying to make her move more. And so there's this, you know, divine conspiracy to get her to sit at a different place. And I said, if it if it hadn't been your your computer not working and you needed to move, there would have been a leak in the ceiling above your desk or something like that, or something would have happened to cause you to move more. So I say to her, you know, um, move more, <laughs> you know, do more, more physical. And she says, you mean like exercise? Is, is it that simple? And I said that will be a daily a daily way to address that. You know, Mars in the first moving energy, Jupiter making that bigger. So we do have a caller. Uh, Melanie, are you on the line? Yes. Hi, thanks for calling in. And is it okay if I share your birth data? Yes, please. Okay, great. So uh, Melanie was born May 10th, uh, 1973. You have the same birthday as one of my close childhood friends, so this will be this will be interesting. That's... Um, uh, 1.43 a.m. Right. in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. So, yeah, so what, what can I do for you today? What are my summer lessons? <laughs> ah, yes, okay. Let me pull your chart up here. May 10th, let me just make sure I did it correctly. Okay, great, so let's pull that up. Yeah, and, uh, and for those of you who study astrology, just kind of curious how my thought process works, I'm going straight to outer planet transits. I'm going straight to Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, uh, Saturn, Chiron, and then Jupiter as well. And um, it's it, there's some juicy stuff here. Uh, first of all, um, more than just your summer, it's been probably um, probably more than a year and a year year and a half. Transiting Pluto has been conjunct your North Node. Now the North Node is the North Node of the Moon, is a an indicator of what we haven't experienced a lot of in a bunch of lives. We don't want to do it because it's not familiar. Now the opposite thing is familiar, and so what has happening is Pluto, basically the Lord of bulldozing, the Lord of you know tearing down walls and you know de- decimating what what's what's been built. That's opposing your comfort zone and your and familiarity. So what what you would have been experiencing for the last plus year, but especially this summer, is that um, your your comfort zone is no longer a safe haven. You know, like what you prefer is less available. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah. People will transform. People will disappear. Situations, you know, things you rely on will uh, sometimes evaporate, sometimes like just look you in the face and say, sorry, can't help you. And you're like, now what am I supposed to do? So, so what I want to tell you is that what Pluto wants is for you to allow what doesn't work to be destroyed. And to have A, have faith that it's temporary, like I said a few minutes ago. Uh, but then B, make sure that, that th- this Pluto is, in, is happening from the 11th house. And so goals for you 
haven't always been something that's addressed in a bunch of lives. So, so what's the least comfortable for you is to sit down and say, what do I want my life to look like in 10 or 20 years? And then to constructively go about doing it. Does that make sense to you? Yes, very much so. Yeah. You're going to be feeling things in the moment. You're going to be, yes, but how do I feel this week? And so your, your job in this life to evolve uh, involves a, a lot of, um, of making goals and then realistically looking for the right people to play with who, wants, who want similar things. Mm-hmm. So the 11th house is about groups, but it's not about just groups. It's about finding people who also like the kind of idea of the future that you want. So, so that's a huge remedy here is activating yourself to find people who also want the same future that you do. But you have to make sure you have an idea of what you want first. And that might be the hardest part of the whole process is deciding, well, what do I, what do I want my life to look like in, in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so comfort zone, no longer safe haven. That's the headline on that one. At the same time, transiting Uranus squares the South node. And that is an echo. It's, it's, it's a little different. It's um, Uranus from the second says, what is it about your skills and your value system? You know, what is most important to you that needs to be asserted now? You know, what your value system, how you want to live, what needs to be asserted uh, in order to come out of that comfort zone? But again, you want to be in the comfort zone even as the walls are crumbling. You know, like yes. <laughs> right. So, so self reliance is a huge thing here. What it, so, so as I said to you, what do you want? And then find the people to make the future you, you know, to ally with in groups and networks. Really, this is going to come down to you, like making a self-interested decision about what is most important to you. And then you can kind of project that or kind of translate that into what you want the world to look like. For example, um, you know, somebody in my life has this dream of, of living in an earth ship, and it's not just that goal. It's that 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 detail, that that thing, you know, that goal actually reflects her value system. Okay. So it's not like she has always had this thing about living in a house made of dirt, tires, and and recyclable cans and bottles. That that's not the point. The point is that it it reflects her goal. You know, like like what okay. she wants the future to look like, which reflects what is truly important to her. So that's kind of the strategy to tell you because you're going to have to invent a way of deciding how to create the future. Does that make sense too? Yes, it does. Thanks. Great. So, so these are really intense things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and at the same time, transiting Jupiter passed over your south node, and that says something about my familiarity, my, my comfort zone, my habits wants to get bigger. So it's almost like your emotional dependency or tendency to rely on that comfort zone would have temporarily increased even as the walls are crumbling. So it's kind of like the feeling of powerlessness can get really yeah. triggered in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those are my headlines. Do you have something specific you want to ask about? Those are just kind of like, you know, what I, what I want you to know before, you know, before I ask um, you. No, those are plenty. Thank you. That's it, plenty. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling, plenty. Good luck. Thank to you. you. Okay, bye bye. And uh, next caller is uh, Wendy. Uh, Wendy, are you there? Yeah, I am. Great. Hi. So let me get. Um, well, is it okay if I share your birthday with the with the, with the people who are listening so they can learn something as we go? Absolutely. Great. Thank you. So February twelfth, nineteen sixty two. 
9.56 p.m. in, is it Waukesha? Waukesha, Waukesha. Wisconsin? Waukesha. Waukesha, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 9.56 p.m. in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. And, um, yeah, and so you have a question about the about the summer as well? Well, I'm just curious what you see in that. Uh-huh. All sorts okay, of things okay. happened, so. Yeah. Okay. Good. I will. I'll. Uh, your chart's coming up here in just a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, I'm looking for. I'm looking for outer planet transits. Oh well, you've been having your your Chiron return. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a year ago, but it's been happening, and so that would be something that's been stirred up. Progress moons in the seventh. So focus on relationships. Let me just look around. Um. Hmm. Yeah, and Chiron's opposing Pluto at the same time as it touches your natal Chiron. Um, and Saturn's in the first. So let me start with the Saturn in the first. This has been in place since um, probably a year and a half ago, uh, and it's been asking you to get structured about your body, your choices, and how you're – just kind of how you show up, asking you to get structured. And so that's kind of something that's going to underlie some of this stuff where – where it can feel kind of burdensome and heavy because you have to do something practical uh, more so than usual. You know, you have to do something. So, it can kind of feel like a like a a nagging knowing that you have to do something better or more or deeper or longer. To, you know, that kind of yeah. that kind of um, call. You know, that kind of pull uh, can be in there. Um, let me just look here because there's something else that I'm not seeing yet that's in here. Um, well, the Chiron return, the Chiron return is, a, and also Neptune being there. Th- those are those are big things too. The Chiron return happens around age 50 for everybody, and it's this um, boost of Chiron energy. So the opportunity is to understand more about our emotions and how how our boundaries and how we how we relate to other people and how we deal with their pain and suffering. And our own. Yeah. So I was talking about Chiron before, like, you know, the wound is triggered when we're young and, you know. Um, and so for you, you've been in this time where it's been – it's going to become very important. Well, it's been escalating, but now the resolution <laughs> is very important. To forgive everybody, including yourself, across time for everything that ever happened. That's step one. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. You can do that. Great, good, because Neptune okay. is there too, and that wants you to do that too. Because um, um, it, it's all in Pisces. Surrender. It's all. It's all about surrender. And so, so I hope you know part part of the part of the the, the reason that I do all this stuff about um, you know the bird's eye view and the soul's journey and and all this stuff is to is to give people who are in positions like you some fuel to see a bigger picture because because Chiron natally in your natal chart is opposing your natal Pluto, you have been vexed in many lives. You have been challenged, confronted, and sometimes blocked by people's emotions and their sensitivities. And because your Pluto's in the, in the 11th, we're talking about goals and you having the freedom to create the future you want. So now you're being asked to become, it, it seems, you're being asked to feel a ton and become the kind of person who held you back. And but what you well, what I would suggest you do instead is not to become that kind of person, but to learn more about the heart, learn more about opening 
the heart and you're going to love next week's show i haven't announced it yet but but um my guest will be uh, uh maya razak a, a friend of mine who um who's a marriage and family therapist who has written a book about opening the heart which is completely uh, in line with what i'm doing um in general so i'm going to welcome her to the show next week to talk about this but finding out what's in your heart what emotions you may carry and um getting rid of what doesn't belong to you is a huge part of it and then forgiving everybody for everything is another huge part of it so that you can be sensitive to what's happening to other people but not be vulnerable to absorbing their pain and suffering. Does that uh, make sense? Wendy? Oh, totally. I, yeah, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. You can. It's just I a mean, matter I can, of learning. But... Yeah, you totally can. Well, the the um the MP3 I was talking about the the energy and emotion uh, release uh, clearing event that I did this last Saturday. That I was talking about earlier in the show. That's a great place to start for clearing that. And actually, any of the full moon calls uh, that I have available through tdjacobs.com, because um, because Ascended Master Jehudi takes us through different chakras and different life issues based in the um, in the themes of the full moon. So if you hang out with Jehudi with those with any of those recordings, you will get some great tools to to clear stuff out. And uh, and there's also a 13 minute uh, meditation that's free linked from my homepage on the right hand mm-hmm. side. TJJacobs.com. So that will be a great place to start, actually. And if that resonates with you, check out the, the channel MP3s because um, you're being asked to transform yourself into the source of compassion. B and B, will you will you stick with me as I take uh, my next break? Because there's a couple other things I want to tell you. Absolutely. Great, thank you. So stick stick with me. Um, this is Tom okay. Jacobs from TJJacobs.com on the Soul's Journey. We'll be right back. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back. 
back to the soul's journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com uh, in Tucson, Arizona. And um, and uh, Wendy's on the line, uh, a listener with a question. And I've been talking about the Chiron return with Neptune there. And it's, it's such a big deal for people who are uh, born in the early 60s. It's such a big deal. I just want to uh, tell you, Wendy, a couple, a couple other things about this. Like you're being asked to transform into the source of love in your life. Which, which means letting everyone else off the hook for how they may not have chosen to love you or couldn't support you or couldn't validate you or just withheld love or anything like that. And because this Chiron's opposing Pluto natally, it's a karmic issue. It's like in a bunch of lives, you know, where should love come from and how do I nurture and how do I deal with pain and suffering? So for you, I mean, how can you get through this? Get that free meditation and then check out some of those MP3s. Um, but also do the affirmation, and anybody who's listening can do this, I am the source of love, to kind of take back, so to speak, take back the power from anybody else that our inner kids may still be waiting for, for love or validation from someone else. Does, does that make sense to you? It does. I, I mean, I think I've been working on that for a while. I'm really conscious of it. Great. Yeah. Right. I mean, the Chiron return happens when we're 50, and it's like, you know, you have a part of you that can handle all of it, and then other parts you kind of need to bring into the future and heal. So, so, so good. I'm glad that you've already met those parts and are, are working with that. It's, it, it's kind of amazing. I, I work with really smart people in my practice who, you know, find this level of emotional, you know, just resolving emotional stuff from the past, calling out to them, and, and it happens around 50. So you have, like, some really mature, savvy, sophisticated, spiritually-minded people who have to kind of go into this inner kid land and do this. But but you're being asked to transform into into compassion, uh, compassion for all beings, but compassion for yourself. And what goes with this, the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, what goes with this is, Learning how to have uh, the right kind of boundaries and saying no to people you know you can't really help. Instead of trying, you know, and then over-trying and then maybe judging yourself, which is Pluto and Virgo skill. Oh. You get it? Dead on. No, dead on. Yeah. 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 You know, there's this thing about you're a human. Tricky. You know, nobody's perfect. You're a work in progress just like everybody else. But these, but you, you guys with this Pluto in Virgo opposing Chiron in Pisces, which is a chunk of the births from the, in the, in the, in the mid sixties. Um, it's, uh, you know, you think that you are the problem because something didn't happen well for somebody else. And somebody else says, well, I have a problem. Please help me. And you actually can, you know, work your fingers to the bone or, you know, pull a bunch of all-nighters to help the person, but the person, yeah. for some reason, can't get a handle on how to heal them themselves or take care of themselves, and then you're like, but this person's still in pain, and I must be the problem, and that's the karmic trap with this. So, oh, compassion for yourself, you know, compassion for yourself, and letting that radiate out to others, not in the form of endless, you know, service and duty, but in the form of respecting that there are divine beings you cannot help and there are other divine beings, like other people, whom you should not help because you need to care for yourself. And that, that I think, would, would sum up a lot of what you're being asked wow. to explore this summer. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Good. Well, well do you have any other questions or, or comments? or? I think that's pretty good, Tom. That's enough to right. run with for a while. Yeah, yeah right. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks right. for calling. Yeah, thank, thank you. Take, take care. care. Bye-bye. And I'll give you the, the number uh, one more time, uh, people. Call me and tell me about your summer, 
230-3062. I have a special place in my heart for people with Pluto and Virgo in general because of the self-criticism. Because, And this is the births from about 1957-58 to 1971-72. There's some you know, Pluto in and out of the uh, the, the uh, uh, adjacent signs in there. But it's basically everybody born in the 60s has it, and then some in the late 50s and early 70s. Because um, they, a lot of people with Pluto and Virgo cannot see that they, you know, stop themselves from being happy by the suspicion that they messed everything or something up. <laughs> that they may have messed something up or everything. And so I have a, a special place in my heart for this because um, uh, it's often not true. <laughs> and and one of the, you know, as I have gone through this this process I've been talking about uh, this the earlier in the hour of getting my own awareness upgraded to, to understand how soul and spirit guides and the ascended masters and archangels and angels, how they see things, you know, how they see the human journey and how they see what what we experience and what those uh, experiences serve in our learning journey as you know divine beings trying to figure out what the expletive to do uh, with ourselves and with each other um, you know that has opened me up to a 12th house or Piscean perspective so I, I I see the Virgo criticism function the judging function the the um, analysis and discernment uh, energy this frankly deep skill that comes with Pluto and Virgo, uh, but but how that can be taken too far when there are models of uh, criticism and judgment in the world around people. So, for example, somebody with Pluto and Virgo naturally, and you know, forget aspects, forget house, forget if it's retrograde. There is a there is a, a strength that can be derived through analysis and discernment, through making choices, and through learning to develop humility. Um, but if the person has a role model who is harshly critical or um, unfairly critical or you know, perhaps views everything as a, you know, that the person does as an opportunity to uh, make a snide comment or to point out what's not perfect, you know, it does feed into the, the karmic journey, meaning that person would be a karmic teacher and that, that other person who might be hypercritical or harshly judging would, would fit in with the intentions of this soul. But, but when there is that kind of, kind of model, uh, oh, and the reason that would happen, the, the reason that people with Pluto and Virgo might draw people like that, is to give them the opportunity not to take it on, to stop judging, to accept what is and then accept what can be done and to take responsibility, but to understand the limits of that and how it's and what, what it means to be healthy when, when navigating what it means to be responsible for something. But when they have drawn these role models, uh, this in, they can internalize the judgment and then fear that what is judged as true. So, you know, for example, uh, a little kid who is very consistently getting an 88.5% in English. And, you know, maybe the kid is really working hard and the kid could really use some support and validation. But if, if somebody at home, whether it's an authority figure like a parent or grandparent, 
or if it's a peer like a sibling who can have some who can have a lot of sway also depending on age of an older sibling says to that kid man you're just never going to break 90 and you know you know and just kind of you're never going to get an a you're not a material that kind of that kind of um statement can be internalized so then the fear of inadequacy gets seeded so um if you have Pluto and Virgo born between like 1957 58 and 71 72 um, just decide to give yourself a break already. Like enough is enough. You've you've judged enough. <laughs> like, uh, and some of you are are having you know uh, your Chiron return at this point. Chiron uh, being opposed Pluto for a number of you, and um, you know so it's a karmic issue. How lenient should I be with myself? Because sometimes I find myself surrounded. By people who can't get their heads on straight, Chiron and Pisces, people whose perhaps suffering seems like bottom, like a bottomless pit or, or an endless chore or task. How responsible am I if that person doesn't ever improve or heal or get better or grow up? So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I get all inspired to do, um, you know, to, to develop all these materials for people with Pluto and Virgo. I just, I want to take every single one of you and send you home with, I mean, I don't know, with MP3s and essays and just like a whole like, you know, summer reading list. I want to write all this stuff out so you can understand the trap uh, that comes with believing that uh, you might not have done something well enough. And, and of course, um, it's probably not obvious to people who have this signature, but if you're studying evolutionary astrology and, and perhaps studying, um, you know, the soul's journey uh, trilogy, the books, um, and, and my courses and things, you might understand that the remedy for Virgo is to appreciate the process as well as to, um, make, make clear that you're intentional with what you do choose to do and you accept that Perhaps everything can't be fixed by you today, tonight, this week. So there's a remedy in um, accepting the truth about what one can do, and and when you, you know, it's like the it's the it's the polarity point of uh, Pisces. So if you have Pluto and Virgo, uh, it can be useful. I, I don't I don't do it the same way that um, that uh, Jeff Green's uh, astrologer Jeff Green's. Um, uh, thinking has it, but uh, what I do is I say if you get stuck in Virgo, if you put on Virgo, um, look at the look at the Piscean advice that could come to you to get perspective. And so if you're stuck in Virgo and you're not sure what to think about it, what would it be like to be in Pisces? Oh well, going with the flow and surrendering things and letting go and merging with what's true and aligning yourself with a with a higher truth, these kinds of things. Because what that what that can do. Is teach people with with uh, Virgo emphasis in general, but especially Pluto and Virgo, to understand that the entirety of creation cannot be fixed by one person. So there is a great empowerment that can result through these people choosing where their energies are going to go, discerning. Well, what difference could I make in situations A, B, or C, or D? Well. The next level being, well, what do, what difference do I want to make? And then what is feasible? Where should my energy go? How could I contribute? And in, in making choices about where to, about where to put energy, it's actively Virgo in a wonderful way. So you're able to let go of the awareness. This is kind of like a huge point that I haven't mentioned yet, but the awareness of what isn't perfect already. You have a superhero, superheroine skill in observing 
the flaws in the world around you and in yourself and others. So your relationship with that ability to see flaws and see what's not perfect is the basis of whether you're going to be empowered or disempowered or powerless. I mean, empowered with Pluto and Virgo. See, see, I get up, I get up on this, um, you know, I get up on this uh, set of soapboxes to like shout because I'm like, you know, I work with so many people with Pluto and Virgo. Uh, <laughs> just I have so many opportunities to say this, but but I don't always do it on the show, uh, reaching a, a great number of people. Um, but you know, making an active choice about where your energies are going to go with Pluto and Virgo um, enables you to see what can be changed and to observe uh, what can be effectively addressed. And if you can let go of you know the notion that everything's messed up and you can let go of the criticism of what other people do wrong and what you might not be doing well or correctly or also a lot of uh, stuff about what you should be doing but might not be doing kind of like you know uh, lists of to-do lists you know and and kind of like having stress i mean i'm saying this as the sun is passing over your pluto people if you have pluto and virgo it's virgo time like welcome to virgo and uh you know for the solar month you know, and we're almost at the new moon in Virgo, actually. So there's this opportunity to, um, to tie this together. <laughs> there's an opportunity to set some seeds of intention about how you do Virgo, whether or not you have Pluto in Virgo. Just every single one of you, you can you can set a new intention about um, how you want to do Virgo energy. So appreciate the process, enjoy your analytical ability. You know, discern, make choices, like analyze what's happening, and then make choices about what you may be able to address, and and surrender some things that you know you can't address, and and take the pressure off what you're what you're uh, you know choosing to invest, and take the pressure off yourself uh, for either being perfect or all knowing or perfectly prepared, or um, you know all these things, or you know uh, responsible for everything that ever happened, you know, in the world. There's a trust in life that needs to come in as well. I guess that'll, that'll be more for the uh, Virgo or the Pisces full moon while the sun is in Virgo. So uh, that's the that's the rant on the on the Virgo business. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of Virgo. I don't have anything in Virgo except like you know a couple asteroids and part of Fortune. But um, but it's on the cusp of my twelfth, and so I, I do kind of and also Mercury conjunct Neptune. So so I do kind of and Moon. So I have kind of a, an awareness of it, but I don't approach it quite in the same way. Not of course I have Pluto and Libra. Well, so that's basically the show. With the couple minutes left, I want to um, uh, remind you that this Sunday begins uh, the Family Sessions course, and, and a client, a brave client, uh, has, uh, has uh, you know, responded to my invitation to, um, to be the, the subject of, of the thing. And what we're going to do is um, – it's an astrology class. And so I'm going to have a 45-minute counseling session with this, with this woman while the students listen in, and then 45 minutes of questions and answers. And I'm going to explain to her her, her contracts with her family, her soul contracts, and um, and then everybody gets to dialogue about her life experience and the astrology and the contracts and the, and the karma. And so I'm really excited about that. That's three Sundays in the evening, specific time, and it starts this Sunday. And you can get information about this and uh, everything I'm up to at tdjacobs.com, as well as through Twitter and Facebook. And you can also check out, I think, about 30 videos on YouTube. So thanks for joining me uh, next week on The Soul's Journey, Maya Razek, uh, MFT. Uh, a friend of mine who does uh, amazing work with clients for heart opening. She's a psychotherapist, but she uh, she actually um, is very heart-centered and body-centered and spiritually minded, so I'm excited about that. Join me next Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Take care. 
You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.